today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The judgment of the Lord is coming. And when, not if, when the judgment of the Lord comes, it's going to be consuming. And it will be with fire and by the sword the Lord will judge. And that's a good thing. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Isaiah. We often steer clear of the harsher parts in the Bible because we don't want to believe that God would ever resort to violence. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that when God resorts to violence, it's because he's done everything he could outside of brutality. But if there's anyone you can trust with a sword, it's Christ Jesus. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Isaiah chapter 66 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. They've already made their choice. They've already made up their mind. They've already hardened their heart. They've already sealed their fate. And because of that, and even despite God speaking to them, even reaching out to them, they did not respond. Why did they not respond? Because they'd already made their choice. So you've already made your choice. I'm going to give you over to that which you've chosen. What did they choose? Delusions. Does this sound a little bit like Second Thessalonians 2? That's because it should. When we read the Apostle Paul talking prophetically, yet future, after the Antichrist is revealed, the church is removed first, the Antichrist is revealed, and then because they've already made their choice, God says, okay, I'm not going to force you to choose me, to choose that which I delight in. Instead, you've already made your choice to do evil, you've chosen delusion. So I'm going to give you over to that which you've chosen. And we're told that God Himself sends a powerful delusion that they would believe the lie. Why? Because they already made their choice and rejected the truth. You've already made your choice. You've chosen to believe the lie, the delusion, so go ahead. I'm not going to force myself on you. You have free will, free choice. It's your choice. It's your decision, and you've already made your decision, and your decision is for delusion. And that explains why so strong, because <laughs> we're all prone to place the blame at the feet of the Lord. No, there's no one to blame but yourself. You know, even when you thought you were making this offering to me, that's what it was to me. Oh, you, you offered this sacrifice, 
this bull. That, that's how you see it. That's not how I see it. You're delusional, we would say. You're delusional. <laughs> You've chosen your own delusion. And I gave you plenty of chances. God is so long-suffering. <laughs> and He called out to them, no one answered. Why didn't they answer? Ah, oh, no need. When I'm humble, and again, trembling at the Word of God, the reason I tremble at the Word of God is because I'm humble. And conversely, I will not have ears to hear the Word of God in my arrogance, in my pride, self-sufficiency, the antithesis of humility. I mean, God is giving them over to their strong delusions because they refused to hear. They shut their ears and refused to hear when the Lord called. They did not answer. They did not hear and instead chose to do evil. Verse 5, interesting, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. You who, here it is again, tremble at His word. Your brethren who hated you, who cast you out for my namesake, said, let the Lord be glorified, that we may see your joy. But they, notice the contrast here, shall be ashamed. The sound of the noise, verse 6, from the city, a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord, who fully repays His enemies. Oh, can't wait. Why? Why do you say that? Because this is an indictment on those who mock the true worshiper of God, those who tremble at His Word, and God is declaring, I'm going to have the final word. Go God. Can't wait. Have you noticed that we've long overstayed our welcome in this world, not our home? Your brethren who hated you, of course, speaking in the context of the Jewish people, but the application certainly is for us today. We shouldn't be surprised. Jesus, in fact, told us, warned us ahead of time, <laughs> they're going to hate you, okay? But the reason they're going to hate you is because of your association with me, and they hated me first. So it's a badge of honor. They hate us. We're the problem. You know that, right, Christians? We're the problem. To which I say, um, not for very much longer. <laughs> we'll get out of your way. We'll get out of your way. And then, you know what? After that, go ahead, do whatever you want. You can have this world. Just give me Jesus as that timeless classic hymn of old. So well said. So well sung. Once we're out of the way, because we're in the way, right? And the restrainer's taken out of the way, they're going to be like, oh, finally, 
Oh, you know not what you ask. Oh, now we can do what we've always wanted to do. Go ahead. Go ahead. But there is coming a time where the Lord will fully repay. Because see, God keeps track. He's got very precise record keeping (laughs) in heaven. And everyone will be recompensed according to that which they have done and even said. I was thinking about this. In fact, I think he even mentioned it on Sunday. Do you realize that every word we will have to give an account for every word we ever spoke. Every post we ever posted on social media, that should be enough to delete your account. (laughs) I mean, every word, every deed, everything, it's all kept. And we will give an account. And for those who are saved, Jesus will take that account and say, paid in full. Paid in full. I I paid for that. Thank you, Lord. And then the next one comes up. What about this one? No, that one too. What about that one? That one too. Oh, I wonder if that's the reason why we're just going to be worthy, 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 Verse 7, before she was in labor, kind of turn a corner here, very interesting, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. (laughs) Who, verse 8, has heard of such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? Hang on to that. For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall, verse 9, I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery? Says the Lord, shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb? Says your God. Wait, what? (laughs) what's this about? Oh, come on, you know what this is about. This is about one of the most important prophecies in all of the Bible concerning the rebirth of the nation of Israel in one day. Who has ever heard of such a thing? How is that even possible? Wait a minute. Uh, Heaven's my throne and earth is my footstool. I can do anything. I can do that. I know you'd never heard of it, but I can do it. And I did. I did this. Verse 10, Rejoice with Jerusalem, and be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you who mourn for her, that, verse 11, you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of her bosom that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles 
like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed. On her sides shall you be carried and be dandled on her knees. As one, verse 13, whom his mother comforts. Interesting, not the father. The mother is the one that is the nourishing one that comforts. And God is comparing Himself to the comfort of a mother. And He says, so I will comfort you. And you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. When you see this, verse 14, your heart shall rejoice and your bones shall flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord shall be known to His servants and His indignation to His enemies. There's that contrast again. Hang on. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with His chariots like a whirlwind to render His anger with fury and His rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire, verse 16, and by His sword, the Lord will judge all flesh. And the slain of the Lord shall be many. Those, verse 17, who sanctify themselves and purify themselves to go to the gardens after an idol in the mist, eating swine's flesh and the abomination and the mouse. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, they actually used to do that. I'm sorry for those of you that had dinner. It was actually a delicatessen of sorts, but an abomination to the Lord. But then he says this, they shall be consumed together, says the Lord. Okay, stay with me. The judgment of the Lord is coming. And when, not if, when the judgment of the Lord comes, it's going to be consuming, and it will be with fire, and by the sword the Lord will judge. And that's a good thing. It is? Yeah. Because when He comes to judge, again notice the stark contrast between those comforted and those tormented. Those of us in the Lord were comforted, like with the comfort of a mother. And conversely, those who are not, they will be tormented when the Lord comes in judgment. You know, this is something we don't want to talk about, right? And I would venture to say, truth be made known, you'd be hard pressed to find a church today that's going to talk, because this is what is commonly referred to as fire and brimstone. Well, you know what? (laughs) There's going to be fire and brimstone. Ask Sodom. Well, you can't now, but Lot was taken out, and as soon as he was taken out, the fire and the brimstone came down and destroyed in judgment the people of Sodom. And as it was in the days of Lot, so too will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. 
It will happen. And when it does happen, it will be horrific and unthinkable, the torment, when the judgment of the Lord comes. Verse 18, we're going to come back to this at the end of the chapter. For I know their works and their thoughts. It shall be that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them, verse 19, and those among them who escape, hang on to that, I will send to the nations, to Tarshish and Pul and Lud, who draw the bow, and to Baal and Javan, to the coastlands afar off, who have not heard my fame, nor seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. I love it when God brags on himself. Then verse 20, they shall bring all your brethren for an offering to the Lord out of all nations, on horses and in chariots and in litters, on mules and on camels to my holy mountain, Jerusalem, says the Lord, as the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel into the house of the Lord. And verse 21, I will also take some of them for priests and Levites, says the Lord. Okay, what's this talking about? (laughs) Well, it's clearly talking about the kingdom age. This is that millennial reign, that 1,000 year period of time on earth, and earth will be like it was before sin entered the world. And for 1,000 years, there's going to be Jerusalem. There's even going to be a temple, we're told. There's even going to be sacrifices and the priestly service and the Levites. eh, It's believed it's going to be more symbolic than anything else because there's no need for sacrifices because Jesus is the sacrifice that was slain before the foundations of the world. But for 1,000 years, so wait a minute, so what's up with these who escape? Ah, these are those who somehow, some way, don't know how, don't know the way, make it through the seven-year tribulation. And somehow they neither accept Christ, nor do they accept the mark of the Antichrist. And they come to the end of the seven years, they've escaped, it's appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment, so they're going to enter the millennium. And this is what this is referring to. Now again, I hope you're not getting whiplash here, because <laughs> we've, we've kind of gone back and then forth and then back again, and here's a sharp turn, and now we're talking about the millennium, and now we're going to talk about the new heavens and the new earth again. Verse 22. And I want to save some time on this. I think you'll see why here in a moment. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And, verse 23, it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another 
and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. And verse 24, last verse, here we go. They shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me, for their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched. They shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. All right, let's close in prayer. That's the end of the chapter. And the what? <laughs> what? The end? Wait, this is horrible. It's meant to be. The fire's not quenched. That sounds like forever. It is. The worm does not die. That sounds like for all eternity. It is. Wait, you mean hell is forever? Yeah. Wait a minute, pastor, with all due respect, I read a book by a guy that said hell doesn't last for all eternity. Well, they're wrong, because I just read you the Word of God, and the Word of God says it's forever. Pastor, you're getting kind of intense on me here. I'm, I'm going to do my best to balance it out. And you'll forgive me for the way that I say this, but for lack of a better way of saying it, this should scare the H-E double toothpicks out of every single one of us. You get me? Wait a minute. So let's just, for purpose of discussion, let's just kind of soften this up, as many do, by the way. Let's just say that it doesn't really mean that. <laughs> it does, but let's just say that it doesn't really mean that. Well, then what's the big deal? Hell isn't forever. Wait, wait, why did Jesus have to come and die? I mean, the way He did, go through all He did, if we just cease to exist and assist, we're all annihilated and that's it. You're saved, right? From what? From what? What are you saved from? I think it's a sad day when we throw that word around, I'm saved. From what? from hell, for all eternity. Jesus, save me from hell. I'm not going to go to hell for all eternity. Wow. That puts it into perspective. You'll forgive the passion and the emotion, but this is how I came to Christ. I got the hell scared out of me, literally, because I was demon-possessed with the music that I was into and listened to, and I believed and was deceived, no big deal, by a band, ACDC, that I'm on the highway to hell. And all my friends are going to be there. And it's just going to be one big party. 
We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. If you think that the gospel is only in our first four books of the New Testament, you'll quickly learn through this book of Isaiah that the gospels mentioned throughout. It must have been interesting for Isaiah to write the things he did in the course of his life. He was a prophet used by God who lived while several kings of Judah reigned. From their outright wicked behavior to a king like Hezekiah, Isaiah experienced the people living in rebellion and then turning toward God, realizing their need for him. God used Isaiah in a mighty way to influence these kings and to speak to them about what was yet to come. God can use you in the place you're at today as well. It may not seem as influential or powerful of a position, but God has you right where he wants you, to use you in the place you are. Are you involved in a local church? If not, we invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. We meet on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can get directions at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. That's all we have for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. We hope you'll join Pastor J.D. for our next edition as we learn more valuable things from this interesting book of Isaiah right here on In Spirit and Truth. 